Hester. Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now, with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pigskin Project. Today, we do have a, a guest with us, but Ben, let's just start things off as we always do. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing phenomenal again. We were now a week out officially from from day one. Uh, getting not not so much anxious, but uh, kind of excited for the draft. Um, again, we we got a special guest in here, and and he'll know as well that we spend three four months of you know the season leading up to this, like looking at these players and, and talking about them. So it's it'll be fun to finally see in a week um, this kind of come to fruition. Right. Yeah, of course. And um, I mean, man, is it awesome to be live interacting with audience? You know, it's, it's really, really cool to uh, be able to do that and everything. But without further ado, to introduce our, um, you know, special guest, Matt, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I can't can't complain. Can't complain. <laughs> Excited yeah. to talk football. I mean, oh, yeah, that's always the. Fun it's, part it's, of my day. it's it's always been good um the the cool thing is is that you know um matt i mean the last time that we talked was the draft combine and now we're only a week out of uh you know the actual nfl draft which seems so far away at that point and like i think it, it's so fun because we haven't talked in so long but like think about how different the landscape of the draft was at the combine to today you know like when i was doing mock drafts in february trayvon walker was bottom half of the first now he's now he's no like top two he's gonna go in the top five right yeah no i mean it's all it's all been you know just a giant um i mean things have been mixed up and everything and it's i mean i i feel like it was given from the jump ever since, um, you know, the draft was actually, you know, or at least um, what was it when the, you know, scouting combine was going on. um, Obviously there were mock drafts that kind of put players in certain positions that were bound to change from the get go. But um, I mean, like players like David Bell that were projected to go what early second round have definitely fallen since then. Um, as well as numerous people in the first round. And it, I just think, you know, as, as well as the draft order goes as well, too. I mean, it's it's completely different than than what we've, um, you know, shown previously. Yeah, and I mean, as for me, and I, and I think the same can go for Matt, uh, like he said, I mean, so many players have been rearranged in our thought process on it. Like, last time, I mean, this was just even a few weeks ago, last time that um, – Matt was on here with me like I still was a lot lower on Desmond Ritter than what I was before and Kenny Pickett was still viewed as as QB1 for most people uh so 
I mean, like we've said, it's it's it'll be fun to see uh, what we thought two or three months ago and, and how stuff actually turns out um, in just a week from now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, without further ado, I mean, you know, we have a couple of um, or no, I, I guess not too much news has really gone on um, since, I mean, just last week um, Too too much, I guess, is the right form of, you know. <laughs> way to say that but anyway um you know Debo Samuel formally requesting a trade was huge um just to say the least I mean Ben what do you what do you have to say about that one and then Matt will um, get your comment as well yeah again I'm not I'm not too surprised um I said it uh two or three weeks ago as soon as he put his pictures down this is what was gonna happen it was either gonna be that or he wanted his money um and, and we'll get to Matt's kind of thoughts on this, but uh, if you guys listened to last episode, we, uh, you know, played a little game and I, I was definitely up in the air of whether or not I, I wanted Debo. Um, and, I, and I think I ended up deciding on yes, uh, but that's, that, that's changed. I, I, I don't, I don't want Debo. I just, I think his production is, is out of, out of all the guys that are at least rumored to be on the market in AJ Brown um, DK, uh, McLaurin, uh, Debo's production is going to be the hardest to, to reproduce. And, um, and in me and Matt and Ryan, I know we were having conversations off air. His, um, his value, I guess, is his versatility and he wants 25, 26, $27 million. Uh, meanwhile, you know, he's such a special player because he could play running back and wide receiver, um, and that's why he wants the $26 million. And I mean, right now the RB market is, is trash. I mean, we're playing RBs like $6 million and he wants $26 million because he can right. play RB in wide receiver. Um, and, and as for that, I, I don't know who, uh, formally reported it, but, um, I think it was three, two, two or three days ago it came out that he does no or he no longer wants to play the wide receiver running back uh format and i think he said he strictly just wants to be a wide receiver but i mean i'm going to just see what your guys' thoughts on the whole situation is as well matt what you got for us listen i'm not <laughs> i i'm i am not for paying wide receivers just because we look at this look at this draft class Okay, like this draft class from a wide receiver standpoint isn't isn't top heavy in any way. It's it's a deep class, but like you look at Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, you see all these guys that are going to be successful and their pay for 4 years is going to be what at max 10 mil a year. So like yeah. It, it's just paying a guy with mediocre like the his first two years were rough and then he breaks out in year three for the the big money and then Ty, the Tyree kill or the, no the Devontae Adams trade happens he gets paid the Tyree kill trade happens he gets paid and now it's just a big big mess with Debo and and I, I don't know I I don't think I'm I'm willing to give up the the capital the draft capital to get him and then also add a a 25 mil a year for four year contract. I just, with how the, the position is played, like you're going to find production. 
right. maybe not his unique production. And, and that's the thing is if he, he's not going to play this unique role, then why am I, what makes me want to pay him this money? Why is he different if he's not going to play that role? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the first thing that, you know, we really talked about as soon as the news broke was, um, you know, as far as my points go, it was just the versatility um, you know, the, the ways that you can use this player is just, is insane. And, you know, just looking at last year, for example, it was just this big, like, wow. I mean, this guy is the utility player of football, um, you know, and just, I'm, I'm assuming that his, you know, his stock went crazy after this season. And, you know, especially because the trade was, you know, a possibility now, um, and so, you know, after that, we all were just like, wow, I mean, that's that's huge. But, you know, after he came out saying he wants to be just like a pure wide receiver, I'm sure that's what kind of, you know, moved teams out of the picture as well. Um, you know, you look at teams like Chicago that already had a bid on him as soon as, you know, controversy started coming out or at least reports were, you know, starting to come up like that. And now you're not hearing anything about whether or not they're in the race at all. Um and that could be, you know, his asking price as well and, you know, other things such as that. But, I mean, you know, if you, if you really look at it from that standpoint, you know, the Jets are one of those teams that are still in on him. Um, you know, they're, they're really desperate to get that number one wide receiver. He could be the guy. They could overspend just because they're extremely desperate. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out because I would almost guarantee you that he is gone within the next week. Yeah, I, I, if, if he's going to get traded, his, if he's going to get traded for his max value for the most he's going to go, it's going to be before the draft. Um, I, I would be, I would be shocked. I'm going to be honest. I'd be shocked if the Jets were the team to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Mike Matt was saying, I, I'm scared to pay a wide receivers that much money, let alone a, as much as he wants to say he's going to play wide receiver, he's a wide receiver running back. Again, that's his value. I'm already scared to pay wide receivers big money, let alone a wide receiver running back big money. Mm-hmm. And, and why would I trade a first-round pick and have to pay him that much money when I can draft a – I mean, my personal favorite, Jameson Williams, in, in the first round at 10th or even move back um, and still get a great player in the mid-first. I – I wonder what he's going to go for because I wonder how the league is going to value him. Yeah, um, no. I mean, as far as, you know, draft capital and everything, um, you know, I if, if you haven't listened to last podcast, you know, last episode, uh, give that one a listen for sure just because I definitely think that that's, you know, I, I don't feel like my, um, my, my trade – I guess projections were um, out of the ordinary just because of how good he was last season. And I think that he can replicate that later on. Um, Matt, you listen to our podcasts. I mean, pretty frequently. Um, would you say, you know, putting him on the would, spot. Yeah. Would you, would you, um, you know, say that those were astronomically high or low, or would you say that it was reasonably priced as far as Debo's trade value last episode? And, and not to throw you on the spot real quick, um, just in case you didn't listen, um, it was a lot of, it, 
it was basically the teams that are interested that we've already seen trading a first round pick for him was basically how uh, Ryan viewed his value. I can also go over that as well. I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that, that's that's about the value, I think, mid to low first. I mean, if if Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill are going for that price, Debo should definitely go for that price. Um, I, I think I think it's just what team has that pick? You know, you look at a team like the Jets. Would the Jets have to trade both their seconds to get it done? Would they have to trade back on trade night? Um, I think a team in in prime position for Debo that like people aren't really thinking about is the Chiefs. I think if if the Chiefs sit back at twenty nine and thirty, and this wide receiver and we get a wide receiver boom, you know, last year we had three wide receivers go in the top ten. You know that that's mm-hmm. it's a realistic possibility that Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Drake London are gone by pick 16 you know i've had this thought as a saints fan um the chiefs sit back at 29 and 30 and the wide receiver market starts booming and you're looking at sky Moore and jahan dotson at 29 or i could make a a blockbuster deal and get debo samuel you know like i think that's a a realistic possibility and this was this was my um, kind of thought process behind that because I told Ryan I liked the premise of that idea, um, but more so than anything. And, and then after this, we can get people's like closing thoughts before we move on to the next one because we don't say this all day because right. all three of us could. <laughs> um, my my, I, I don't know if the Chiefs would be willing to do it because. They were not willing to pay Tyreek Hill the $30 million that he wanted. So not only are you going to have to be dishing out a big – I mean, it's probably going to be a little less than $30 million for Debo. So not only are you dishing out this big contract, but now you're also giving up a first-round pick. And I and I could see the Chiefs doing it, um, but I think they'd be – like they should have and, – and I've said this from the start of the trade. They should have just paid Tyreek his money at that point. But, yeah. No, I um, like I said before, I'm very, very interested to see where this can go. Um, you know, as far as the draft goes, I like I said, I definitely can see him gone. You know, either before or during the draft. Um, I think that that's just a given, though. But speaking of the draft, um, next week, boys, we are just one week away from the event that we thought was just light years away. Um, the NFL draft is coming up next week. We are starting the show just a little bit earlier than we normally are considering. Um, normally we stream around 830 Central, but uh, now it's going to be at 7 o'clock Central when the draft starts, and that could change. Um, you know, So looking that up and everything, um, as far as the draft goes, we are starting as soon as, if not maybe a little bit before um, the draft starts. So um you know looking forward to that show uh we have a lot lined up for that show as well including numerous guests um you know coming on the show and giving their thoughts for maybe their team picks um you know maybe something else happens but we're trying to reach out to a uh, diverse amount of fans um to try and get 
everybody's little reactions or whatever for the show. So getting a ton of people on would mean a lot. Um, you know, but with that being said, I'm really looking forward to it. And Matt, I think you're one of these, uh, one of the guests, a little spoiler alert for everybody that's listening, but Matt, are you excited to, uh, to come on next week's show? And what, what are your thoughts, um, you know, before we get into the rest of the show today? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to lose my mind when we trade into the top 10 and get Kenny Pickett. I'm excited to, <laughs> I'm excited for, for people to hear, hear me freak out. When this that man's happens. about to throw a punch at his TV. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be when the Eagles draft a Jalen Hurts, but like times 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Ben, you had a question for Matt yeah. and I um going into this episode. Now you did keep that pretty concealed when we were talking about what we will be talking about this episode. Um what was this question? And you know, I, I'm looking forward to giving you our raw reactions. And Matt can start us off on answering it as well. Yeah, it's it's not very it's not uh, like a crazy question that's gonna like kind of blow your mind, but it's more of a just like a thought provoking experiment here. Um, again, I I really wish I would have uh, known the handle to give this person credit, uh, but I was scrolling through Twitter about a week ago and I and I saw somebody on Twitter um, pose this question. Um, it's I and and I firmly believe uh, one way, but. Do you think the players that are in the green room on draft night should be getting paid? Um, I will. I, I can either give you guys what I think first uh, and then let you guys give your thought processes or I can go last. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, Matt, I mean, you can. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. I mean, if you want to give us your thoughts before or after, it's up to you. Um I'm going to wait until after Matt goes to, to give my answer, but. All right. Uh, well, I, I firmly believe that they, they absolutely should get paid. I mean, just like any other TV show out there, these, uh, you know, people get paid for their appearances on TV. And yes, this is an awesome um, experience for these guys. But the problem is, is they've like, I don't know how to put this without sounding like a crazy person, but, but they've been, I mean, brainwashed into in, in, into believing like, oh, like the value of this is, you know, I get to be there. Meanwhile, like, I mean, guys are giving up the chance to spend time with their families and and be there to come to the green room for the entertainment of us all while not getting paid to do it. I, I think if they are showing up and they're going to be on live television, just like any other person out there, they need to get paid. And the problem is, is they're not because, again, like I said, They've been brainwashed into thinking that like it's a it's a privilege to be there, which it has. But they've worked their butts off their entire life to get to that point, and I feel like they should receive compensation for that. Matt, <laughs> no, I don't think they should because I think it's it would influence too many too many people to to step out and go into this green room and make it about you know the drama. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that if if there is a payment going around, I think you could be more volatile to having a player uh, freak out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, maybe not making it so reality TV show, but like I'm just saying, like it's yeah. 
to really make a statement like, oh, this guy's falling. You know, you look at a few years ago, um, Lamar Jackson. You know, the the media was loving the Lamar Jackson green room thing. Him laying there on his phone next to his mom. You know, like that they were all over that. So I think imagine if he if he's if he's getting paid for that, it's I think it could take out raw like raw emotion of getting mm-hmm. that draft pick. And I think that you're more subject to a possible like like quote freak out you know like yeah. just the, the reality tv show thing i don't, I don't know i don't, I don't yeah. think so and I, I i get here hold on i i, yeah. I get that uh i get that side of the argument for sure and again it's not something that it feels so strongly about um and i don't know if you remember this but like i feel bad but like one of the most memorable um like green room uh moments i remember is poor Shaquem Griffin, dude. He, I, I, he, he went, he went into the green room and Shaquem Griffin, like, I, I don't know why he was in the green room. For those who don't know the green room, it's like, it, it's a room off stage at the draft where like the top prospects, the guys that go in the first and second round, uh, have the option to like sit there and everything and walk up on stage and get their hat and everything. But the green room is where they stay. And most of the time, the green room is just for, like, the first and second round guys. And I think Shaquem Griffin went in the fourth round, um, somewhere, like, like mid, so somewhere in the mid rounds. And the poor dude was just sitting there for, like, days in the green room with nobody else around him. And I, I honestly felt bad for him. I don't know if you guys remember that or not, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, um, the only – or not really the only, but more so, um, you know, the most popular green room situation that I can remember off the top of my head isn't necessarily one of my favorite players in the league, but more so um, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, he he fell way more than, you know, people had uh, really projected him to go. Um, you know, there is, I guess, you know, there there was a lot – of speculation as to where he's going to go and everything. And as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, I mean, you saw the obvious like uh, disappointment in his face when he saw how far he was dropping. And the thing is, is like, yes, that, that captures the drama and everything, but here's my take on the whole question part of it. Um, I feel like it shouldn't just be, be the people in the green room that get paid i think it should also be the people that are at home as well because they are also getting that you know on-screen camera look and everything like that um so you know if you get to use your name your likeness anything like that just as you are in college um i feel like you without a doubt should have that form of um you know um payment just because you know at the end of the day i mean you're making an appearance and you're the person that's really getting these viewers to tune in uh you have fans and everything tuning in and everything so um i i feel like it it, you shouldn't necessarily be forced to go to something and you know miss out on family time when you could be hosting it at your own house you know what i mean um as far as you know the, the green room drama and everything is that, I mean, you know, that'll happen. It's a draft. That's the whole reason why people tune into the draft, you know, the trades, the, the drama, the, who's going to fall uh, farther than people expect that stuff. Um, so, 
you know, boil it down to it, you know, people should get paid no matter what. Um, my thing is, though, the, the limitation that comes with that is if you if your name appears on screen or if you and your family appear on screen, that's who needs to get paid. Now, there are numerous people that show up and, you know, they don't get drafted and stuff like that. Um, you know, maybe they're not on screen, whatever. Uh, those people I feel like should not get at least as much payment. Um, but if we're going to be paying people in general, um, it needs to just be the people that do get drafted in those prime spots and, you know, create that drama for the viewers. That's my take. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's nothing that I, I felt so strongly about that I'm, I'm going to argue, you know, for whether or not, I, I just thought it was, I thought it was a fun question to kind of kick yeah. off um, our thoughts on, on other players. And uh, as I said before, um, and I know Ryan started getting into this last uh, month, oh, man. and a half, yeah, two no months. Idea. Oh wait, wait, hold what? on. Never mind. Never mind. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> go on. Um, it's, it's my bad. My bad. Yep. Technical issues here, ladies and gents. Go for it. <laughs> uh, and I know it's something you've kind of gotten into the last month and a half, two months. Um, but I mean, we're we're I'm I'm gonna kind of give you guys, uh, we are gonna kind of give you guys, uh, kind of thoughts on just some players. Nothing very specific, but just like guys we like, guys we don't like. Um, and I mean, and th this is a conversation me, Ryan and Matt have had, um, again, over the past week or so. Um, but I, I am, I am really, really, really getting sick and tired of the Trayvon Walker talking number one and number two. I do. I think Trayvon Walker is a good player. Absolutely. And, and I've kind of, uh, come off this hill a little bit, uh, but I still don't like that talk. It just, it makes no sense. How, how is a guy that's going to get drafted for his potential going number one or number two overall. Meanwhile, he didn't put up, given he didn't have a lot of pass rushing snaps, but he didn't put up a lot of pass rushing numbers. His pass rushing still needs to heavily be developed. And like, again, the only reason we're like, this guy is, is number two is because of his potential, but his technique isn't there. Uh, and we're talking about him going number one and number two. Meanwhile, um, at the time, his name was Jason Owe. Uh, he changed his name to Adafe Owe uh, last year. He got picked at 31, um, and he got picked at 31 for his potential. And the dude put up better stats in every single category when it came to athletic testing than he did, I think, besides um, – I think it was besides the the three cone or something where it was like an inch or a, like a half a second difference or something like that. Meanwhile, Jason or Adafe Owe is putting up like better stats than this guy going 31 overall. And how, how is a dude with better stats going to be going 31 overall for his potential? Meanwhile, Trayvon Walker is going to be pick number two overall. And this isn't to poop on Trayvon Walker. I think Trayvon Walker should go in the top 10. But him going number two overall is just it, – it's crazy. His pass rushing okay. – like, it, it, it seems like he goes into the snap, does not have a pass rush plan. He doesn't have a bend. I mean, he has okay, like, moves, but he's not bendy. And it kind of just seems like he's just running in there. I need to see something out of him for me to firmly believe 
that he can be a pass rusher, and I think he can get there. But for you to just take him at number two for his athletic athletic testing numbers is absolutely insane to me, and I it drives me off the walls. Um, okay. I was I was I was definitely a lot higher, um, or not higher. I, I definitely had more of an opinion on this. Uh, but then you look at the Georgia scheme. The Georgia scheme doesn't really allow for a lot of sack production. Um, really, nobody on that uh, defensive line had a lot of sack production. So that's why I've I've come down a little bit. But again, like you watch his film, he doesn't. The only thing that has me like holding on to him being a good pass rusher is athletic numbers, and I it, it's you're taking a big risk by taking some dude because of athletic numbers. I think it's important to scout traits. Um, and as of right now, he doesn't have the, the, the best traits to become, I, I don't know. His bend isn't there and I don't like his plan. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd love to hear uh, your guys' opinion on that. I, I he, he's firmly my edge two or three or uh, firmly my edge three or four. He's not, I would not touch him at number one or two. Matt, I'm going to go ahead and let you take the floor here. The The OA comp is weird to me. I get it. I get OA was a better athlete, better numbers. But Trayvon Walker is 30 pounds heavier. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand it. I have been – I've been the one that fights you on this. And, and it's it's not even it's not even like I'm a big Trayvon Walker guy. It's just justifying it. Like I know I've seen it. I see what NFL teams value, and his athletics is just so off the charts. Like every year, it feels like every maybe not every year, but every few years you get that bump. That one guy bumps the needle, and he's he's kind of that guy. You know, four five speed, two seventy. Um, it can move, but you look at his tape, and and we all value tape here. Um, like it's just he was primarily just a contain rusher. You know, he was in on rundowns and he contained the quarterback, and that's so basic. But it's like you got to start somewhere. And I think if if you're the Jaguars, if you're the Lions, if you're um, the Jets if you believe in your coaching staff to really i'm going to use i'm going to i'm going to show this guy how to convert his speed into power i'm going to show this guy how to use his hands correctly and make that right move it's it's just i like i'm not saying i would draft him top 5 but i i just i'm justifying why he should and why he will is because being off the charts is there's a reason he should go that high because he's off. Yeah. The yeah. Um, For me, let me, let me just yeah. share my, my little piece yeah. that I do here or do, that I do have here. Um, I've just, I don't know if I've seen a player jump so high, so quick um, in, in recent memory. And so for me to watch players like Aiden Hutchison, perform how he did at the scouting combine. Um, I mean, being able to see it in the flesh was actually a huge help too. Um, I think that was really cool. But um, ultimately, I really do feel like, you know, just 
seeing Aiden Hutchinson move, I feel like he's just such a guaranteed number one overall pick for me. Um, it's just it's such a you know blatant obvious decision for me. And if not, it's going to be one of the two top offensive tackles um, to me. I, I don't think you know um, Thibodeau is going to make it in the top three for whatever reason. Uh, if not, then he'll he will be number three. Um, but I I just I, I don't know. I guess I'm not buying into the hype. So that's yeah. Yeah, and in, in, in to put this to, to kind of bed to not um lay on it for too long, I, I do I, I think he'll be a fine player and, and like you were saying, Matt, uh I mean the the pounds he has on Oway obviously is a big difference because I think it allows him um to be able to like kind of push into that D tackle um, role on a pass rushing down. If a team that drafts him has two already solid ends um, I, again, it just, it, his, and, and again, I understand you have to start somewhere, but if, if I'm picking at one or two or three or four, I'm picking at one, two or three or four for a reason. I need to, I need to be picking a guy that I am confident that can come in right now and make an impact on my team and in do i think trayvon walker two three four years from now is going to be able to do that yes but i i don't think he's going to be able to come in right now year one and make an impact i mean he can make an impact as a nice edge setting uh defensive end but you know my impact that i want for my top five first round pick year one i don't want to be an edge setting defensive end um, but again, like you said, I understand why people like him. Um, I I just wouldn't wouldn't touch him. I I um, would touch him. I just wouldn't touch him that early. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't touch him in top in a, in a uh, non weird way. But you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't touch him top five. Um, I think the the range I like him is is nine to Seattle, eight to. Um, uh, eight to the Falcons, like that's a range I think I would be more comfortable um, kind of picking him at. Uh, and this might come back and bite me in the butt two or three years from now. I mean, everybody misses, but um, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, that's just how I feel. But uh, I mean, to a different Georgia player, I have two more guys that I'm lower on, and then, and then from here on out, I'm gonna talk happy people. Uh, but I just want to get it out of the way. Um, going into this draft cycle at the start of the year, uh, or at the start of the kind of the draft cycle, um, it was kind of one A, one B when it came to linebackers. When it was Devin Lloyd and um, Nicobe Dean, um, and not to just trash on on these Georgia players, but I'm also falling on Nicobe Dean as well, and and I think there needs, I, I think there is something to say about him being the best defender on the best defense in college. I, I think that's important to mention. Um, but as far as just, just as a prospect, um, he concerns me. Um, and I might, he, I think he's probably my LB three now um, behind Leo Chenault, which I'm sure Matt would love to hear that. I kind of like, I wouldn't say on the Leo Chenault hype train, but, but I like Leo now. Uh, but, as for Dean, his, his his zone coverage ability just isn't there. The, the dude doesn't know how to cover in zone. Um, 
and then as, as far as, as his run ability, I, I think that was kind of where he made a lot of his um, bread and butter and, and he has the instincts and he has the football knowledge. Um, but with him being such a small player, you add on top of the fact he has short arms. I'm very scared about his ability to be able to shed off of blocks when he's going up against, you know, let's say another guy in the draft, Zion Johnson. You know, if Zion Johnson pulling around to get the middle linebacker and N'Kobe Dean, I have no doubt in my mind that N'Kobe Dean is getting washed out of the play. Meanwhile, I think a guy like Devin Lloyd could put up a fight because he has longer arms to be able to shed that block. He's more physical. He's bigger. So N'Kobe Dean, his, his, his run-stopping ability concerns me at the next level. His zone coverage concerns me at the next level. And then you add on top of the fact he's already a smaller guy. Um, again, I, I would not want to take him in the first round. Um, and again, I, I think, I think he'll be a solid football player. Like I said, he has the, the football knowledge. He has the instinct. He's a really smart guy. So I think he'll have a good solid, you know, eight, nine, 10 career or eight, nine, 10 year career. But I don't ever think he's going to be a, top of his position guy and i'm again if i'm drafting somebody in the first round i'm drafting them with the hopes that maybe one day they can be that all right matt you know i i've told you how i feel about nicobe dean i'm i'm really set on his leadership and being that mm-hmm. heart and soul of the georgia defense that was one of the greatest of all time uh the thing about nicobe <laughs> dean is that i mean he he beat out Monty Rice, who is an NFL <laughs> linebacker, as a sophomore. He beat him out. And I think it's just like, yeah, I was big on the undersized thing going into the combine. But then once he once he did all his measurables, he, he had like, a, I think it's a 6'4 wingspan. Um, so that, I mean, that's, that's good enough for the NFL. I mean, Devin Lloyd is 6'9", but... We'll get to that. Um, I think Nicobe Dean, like he has intangibles that work for the NFL. I think his leadership, his um, his run stuffing ability is a lot. Like I think you're setting him up for failure if you're talking about Zion Johnson. But like, <laughs> um, I think it's it's just he's he's not like a four three middle linebacker. You know, he's not that field general guy who's gonna really show off his lateral quickness but um in zone coverage but if you put him in that like he's a dime backer you know i think he he can really show off you know i mean nickel uh nickel defenses are ruling the nfl so i mean oh, yeah. there's not there's not too many times you're gonna have the four three or three four on the field but he i think he's worth being on the field and I, i've i've said it before i think if the Texans can trade out of 13 and trade down a little bit and get N'Kobe Dean, someone who's going to be a heart and soul for Lovey, Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith. I mean, he loved uh, the heart and soul Brian Erlacher for so many years. I don't <laughs> want to compare the two, but he has a type for at that middle linebacker position. So, I mean, it's just, he he's really fallen off during this process. And I think it's because he didn't test at the combine. I think we all wanted to just see him show off his athletic I, I guess 
let me let me hit i'm sorry to interrupt um I, my biggest confusion is why people don't want to perform at the scouting combine because they are scared to test bad and again he didn't well i, I think he was also facing an injury if i'm wrong uh, matt you can correct me i i think he had like a small like a hamstring or something uh but yeah, they're scared it was small. It was, it was a yeah. small thing. Well, that's that's the thing, though. So, I mean, that's, like, player-specific, though. When you talk about, like, players that are scared to perform bad, it's like, what's the point of even saying, like, you're going into the, like, the NFL draft or whatever? If you can't perform at a scouting combine, if I'm a, if I'm a like, general manager, how can I trust you to lead a franchise specifically? You know, let's say if you're a defensive player, like, how could I expect you to go the length as to perform on the field when you can't even come in and perform in the scouting combine? You know what I'm, I mean? Like, I feel like that's just a red flag. I'm I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit on that. The, the reason they don't perform, it has nothing to do with, um, like, that they – the reason they don't perform is because they want to be drafted high. Let's say – so we have – uh, let's say George Karloftis, for example. George Karloftis is coming in as edge, at the time, edge six because David Ajabo was hurt. If George Karloftis comes out and runs a 4-2, he's falling. He He's dropping, and, and he's doing that as a personal business decision for himself. Because if he comes out and he runs a – not, or not a 4-2, a 5-2, um, not that he would. I'm just against the hypothetical. If he, if he came out and ran a 5-2 – He's not. He's no longer edge six. He could be edge seven, edge eight, edge nine. So, uh, so I mean, I mean, look at decision. look at uh, uh, Kyle Hamilton. You know, Kyle Hamilton is someone that he, I, I he, think. Look at David Bell, Orlando Brown. Look at yeah. look at Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown's a perfect dude. Came out and in in at the start of the process, dude was tackle one, tackle two, tackle three, and came in and ran like an awful forty time. I can't even remember the what it was. Ever, I think it was like yeah. six point three. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, just like a terrible forty time, and, and he dropped what to the fourth round. Yeah, and and he was offensive tackle one and dropped to the fourth round because he had a bad testing day. That's why guys won't come out and test, and that's my point. Nicobe Dean didn't test, um, and he didn't run the forty. I don't think either um, at his pro day either. So I'm kind of concerned about his speed, but that kind of goes to coverage. Um, but again, like you said, his his leadership, I think, is there absolutely, and I think that's how he's going to make his career. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how NFL teams value him. Okay, so um, are, are you wanting to move on to the next segment? Yeah, um, and I got one more guy. I don't want to say poo poo on him because I, I I like him, um, and I and again I know this is something I think me and Matt have also disagreed upon. Um, I am not for the Chris Olave. <laughs> like people are saying, Chris Olave at ten. Like that's, I, I don't like that at all. Um, it's not that I have any gripes against Chris Olave. I think Chris Olave is a fine player, um, and he should absolutely go in the first round. But if a guy like Jameson Williams is on the board, if a guy like Garrett Wilson is on the board, I'm willing to even say Drake London. But I mean, Drake London then tests in the 40s, so that should tell you something. Um, but if a guy like Jameson or Garrett Wilson are on the board and you take a guy like Chris Olave instead, I think you're just stupid. I'm sorry. And and I know Matt has uh, an opinion on this for his Saints, um, but I, I I see mocks where people have him going before those two guys. Um, and I just I don't I don't see it. I mean, Jameson Williams could be such a special player. And if he didn't tear his ACL. I have no doubt in my mind 
that he would have absolutely been the consensus number one wide receiver. Um, and a guy like Garrett, Garrett Wilson, and I, I don't think I've seen this comp, um, but I think Garrett Wilson could be like a high-end, like Robert Woods. I mean, the dude can ball. The dude is good at everything. I just, I think you would be greatly mistaken to take Chris Olave above those two guys. And then I could make an argument for Garrett Wilson or um, for Drake London. Sorry, um, Mike was muted. Anyway, yep. <laughs> um, so I I definitely have something to say, but I want to give our guest a second, you know, in the spotlight as well. Um, so Matt, what do you what do you have to say about your your wide receivers or whatever? Um, like specifically Chris Olave, I guess. Um, I think it's just his his low floor is really what is intriguing about him. I I agree with you that him going to the Jets or the um the commanders at 10 or 11 is ridiculous. If you see a guy like Garrett Wilson or Jameson Williams on the board. But um, I, I think, I think it's, I think we're going to get a run. We're going to get a run on Thursday. And because there's, there's a lot of good talent that you just look at and you say, that's a first round guy, you know, and, and wide receiver is, you know, three wide receiver uh, sets are so common in this league that I think I could see a world where the giants could trade back into the first round, even with, because of the, the Kadarius Tony thing, um, uh, the jets could trade back into it. Um, the, the, the chiefs have two first round picks. They could go up and get someone. So I think it's, we're going to see a run on receivers on Thursday, but like, just, just talking about Olave. I mean, it's just, He's a low floor player and, and teams who want to win, you know, want, want that. And I think it's just, that's it. You know, that's, that's really the basis of it. I, I would say, yeah, no, I, I definitely think this is a strong wide receiver class. Um, you know, there's not too many players that I would say my stock is going up or down on, um, except for maybe Jamison Williams. Um, you know, I, I feel like he could be taken within the top 10 easily. Um, you know, if you look at players, like you guys have said, Chris Olave, um, you know, a lot of people are saying that his stock is falling. Um, for me, I've always seen him as that mid to, to late round, uh, first round guy. Um, you know, you're looking at maybe the Eagles or the saints, even just to say, you know, a couple that might need a wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I don't see him falling past the jets, in the second round, um, you know, just because, I mean, there's there's a lot of different things that teams could do with that first-round pick. I do think that Chris Olave could go in the second round. Uh, it, it wouldn't shock me, I guess, you know what I mean? Um, I would say, personally, he's going in the first round, though, just to say, you know, play it safe. Um, I, I am extremely biased towards Chris Olave, too, because I really like him. But I'll tell you this, too, just because it's my luck. Um, I, I could definitely see him falling out of the first round and me going to sleep after the, after the stream and everything, um, next Thursday, just being like, yes, like the bears can get their guy in the second round. It's going to be okay. Fields and Olave are going to reunite in Chicago. And this is going to be the dream matchup that everybody wants. 
and then he'll get taken within the first couple picks. You know, he might go to Detroit or something like that just to bulk up an offense. The thing is, though, is that there are plenty of different options that are way better than Chris Olave, at least stock-wise um, right now, that, you know, could go up and down over time, you know. But you, you're looking at it right now, and I definitely think um, – you know, I, I'd still project him to go mid to to late first round, um, at, at you know the highest, and then like you know mid, um, let's say <laughs> mid uh, second round at the latest. But we are getting a uh, a comment in from Too Sweet Kyle yeah. Kyle Gagliardi Alave to Green Bay, and that is a nightmare scenario for me. But uh, I don't know if you guys want to react. And- that, that was kind of my point. You were saying you wouldn't be shocked if he fell to the second. Uh, I would be flabbergasted if he fell to the second. I think there's, into his point, I think there's no way he gets past the Packers. I would be flabbergasted. I'm telling you. No, Jahan Dotson is, is not as good as Jahan. Chris Lave is on a completely different level than what Jahan Dotson is. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Uh, well, well I, have a, I have a stat for you guys about Jahan Dotson, like just just the Packers <laughs> stat in general. Yeah, the Packers in the Gutekunst era have drafted one receiver sub 195 pounds, and that was Trevor Davis, and he was drafted <laughs> as a return specialist. When was the last time they drafted a wide receiver in the first round, though? I think it was like 2002. Yeah, I, it, it, it was before the Rodgers pick. I know that. I will I will say this though. I think Olave's gone before Green Bay picks. Yeah. Uh, if he's too good. He's he's there's no way he's not the third or fourth wide receiver taken. Again, yeah. I'm not on the train for him going one or two. Again, I think Jameson is better. I think Garrett Wilson is better, but I, I think there's like Matt said, there's gonna be a run. I would be surprised if he even if he gets packs like pick twenty. Like he he's there's no way he gets to the second round. I would be shocked. If he gets to the to the Packers, but I think the Packers is is the final spot he's going to get taken. If he's there at the Packers, there's no way he gets past there. Yeah. So. Um. As far as you know, what I'm looking at, this would be crazy. Um. In, in my eyes, um. You know, looking at number 21 to the Patriots, um. I think you know it it would be really interesting to see, um. Alave go and play for you know bill belichick and you know play with mac jones um i think that that would be a good pairing just because of how speedy chris Olave is um you know i i as much as green bay needs the wide receiver they do have two first round picks um you know just five picks apart so i think if Olave falls like sure i could see him going 22 to green bay um, you know, if not, then I think that you're looking at other options if you're Green Bay and then hoping that somebody falls to 28. And with that being said, Jahan Dotson, I mean, I since day one, I'm telling you guys, Jahan Dotson is a Packer. Okay. This is, I mean, he fits the bill and everything is as far as my eyes can see, you know, as far as like Basically, uh, I mean, as a Bears fan, you watch a lot of Packers football, just hoping for their downfall at some point. And it's just, I mean, after going to this, uh, the scouting combine and everything, you watch this guy play and you're just like everything about him just kind of matches exactly what Aaron Rodgers could want. 
So that's why I'm saying Jahan Dotson is going to the Packers at, say, uh, 28. Yeah. Um, as for the other wide receiver, and I know I teased this to to Matt a little bit, um, this is a guy, ironically, I was, I was a little bit lower on um, going into this process. But after watching him um, – Again, there's no news. This is this. I mean, this is complete speculation. I'd be surprised if George Pickens gets past the Chiefs at at thirty. I, I love George Pickens. He's my third favorite. I'm not saying he's the third best, um, but I, I love George Pickens. And I think if the, the if the Chiefs are there and he's still on the board, they should absolutely get George Pickens. Um, I think if he played this entire year, he would have. I think easily been the second or third best wide receiver in this entire class. Um, the only reason he's not is because he missed the majority of this year. But I mean, if we go back to look at him uh, the year prior, I mean, dude was elite. I mean, the dude could come out of this draft class and we could say, how, how did he not get picked higher? And I, and I think the only reason is, is because of um, again, his injury and he missed this entire year. Um, I've, I've, really been on the George Pickens hype train recently. I think he has the ability to be a, a very, very good wide receiver for the next, um, you know, 10 years. Um, and real quick, uh, a guy I, I don't want to spend too much time on, uh, but a guy I really like too, and I could see him going the back end of the second round is Alec Pierce. I love Alec Pierce. He's a kind of a height, weight, speed guy. Um, he's six, three, he ran a pretty fast 40, um, I like him a lot too, but yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, oh man, no, I, I definitely agree. And that would be one of those options that I think could go late first round as well. Um, just as one of those people that, I mean, like you said, their stock is rising. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of mock drafts going to Chicago, which would be cool, but I don't know, Matt, what are your thoughts on, on him? On uh, Pickens, yeah, um, I, I've I've said it. I, I think mm-hmm. he's he's definitely a first round guy. I mean, I think he does he does everything you want in in this league. Um, you know, he he's got good size, good build, good frame. Um, he's a great run blocker too. I think that's something underrated about him. Um, so it really gives him that true outside um, separation from other guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, he's just that basic wide receiver and, and basic, if you could build one in a lab, you know, you're going to get, you know, six, three, two Oh five strong, powerful at the catch point and create separation. And, and I think he's just, if, again, if he didn't have the injury, we would see a lot more of them and, and he would be in the talks of Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson easily to me, no doubt. I I can see it. Um, you know, I think for me, you know, Pickens is one of those big guys that, you know, can get it done. Um, you know, he's not by any means a Jamison Williams in the first round right now. Um, but, you know, I, I overall, I mean, I'd be excited if we draft any receiver, in all honesty. Um, but, I mean, if he falls to Chicago, I'd be ecstatic, but I would definitely um, – I definitely wouldn't be shocked if he goes a little bit earlier. Like I said, end of the first round. That's that's where I put him. 
Uh, any other wide receiver? I'm going to open it up a little bit before um, we kind of move on to the next position. But any other wide receivers you two? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> any other wide receivers that you two uh, feel like it's worth touching on, uh, either steals or, or guys you guys think are slept on a little bit before I move on? Uh, just just before I, I bring up the one that I want to talk about, um, Kyle's saying that Pixens is going to be mm-hmm. a stud, and uh, he's a late first in in his eyes. Um, yeah. Who I want to talk about is somebody else whose stock has also been rising. Um, somebody who kind of stood out or stood out from you know the the scouting combine is Sky Moore. Um, he's a speedy option and everything. Uh, he's also one of those guys that I can see going first round. I, th- I think we heard that the Chiefs are, are pretty interested in him. Yeah. Um, you know, you could see him going in the f- in late first as well. Um, but I can also see him going in the second too. Uh, but I do think that he's a very skilled wide receiver. Um, and you know, I, I think pairing him with Darnell Mooney would be cool, but of course, uh, you can't you can't mock up literally every wide receiver to Chicago, um, you know. So that being said, you know Kansas City's a destination. You got to look at Green Bay just because they got to fill that hole somehow. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Matt, what were your thoughts and as far as you know, seeing him at the scouting combine and then um, you know where you think he'll fall as well. I think Sky, Sky Moore is is like just prototypical slot uh, wide receiver, and I think that has that has a place in this NFL with the three receiver sets. And um, I think he he's been impressive. He's only gone up, you know. He is. I remember seeing him, you know, second and third. He's day two guy, and he just slowly rises this board. And I think that. He's made the case for, I think, he's probably wide receiver six, wide receiver seven to me. I think he's just over Dodson um, because of his, his speed. But I think he's someone, like I said, I mean, I'm expecting a wide receiver run. So, I mean, he could be of that run to get into that yeah. um, that first round because, uh, I mean, the Chiefs, I think he fits the Chiefs build, you know, fast, get the ball in his hands. Oh, yeah. So, but – yeah, I, I'm a fan. I mean, I, it's it's hard to knock any guy for for me. I mean, I'm I'm gonna love nearly every single prospect. It's just the natu- nature of the of the game. I I will say this because I thought about this earlier this week. Um, you know, I, I call it a bold take if you want, um, but I definitely think that uh, wide receivers are gonna go a lot quicker than people think. Um, and it's going to be one of those things that I think is going to turn into almost like a panic mode type deal for teams. Um, so you'll see teams potentially trading up for receivers, um, you know, teams trading back for more trade capital or draft capital. Um, you know, I think Green Bay could very well be one of those teams that uses both of those draft picks to trade up to go and maybe get one of those, um, you know, prime wide receivers after you know, they, they fall down a little bit, but definitely look out for a ton of them to fall or not fall, um, you know, uh, kind of get drafted a lot quicker. Yeah. I mean, just like you guys said, um, but you know, I think panic mode is going to go into effect. I would say around picks 20 to 25 is when it's really going to set in. Um, 
and you know maybe not Pittsburgh but you know what I mean like there's going to be a lot of those teams that will pick these wide receivers and that's when teams are going to just be like holy crap we got to get one of these guys before we can't fill a need anymore I think it could even start before that because I, I think the Jets are in play at 10 I think the commanders are in play at 11 I think if we're playing best player available for the Texans, they're in play if, if a guy like Jamison is still there. The Eagles are in play. The Chargers are in play. The Saints are in play. Um, and those are all teams before pick 18-ish that are all yeah. in play to get a wide receiver. So I think, I think to your point, I, I think it could even happen even before that. Uh, so I, I, I think it'd be interesting to see how the board falls. Um, a guy I've been a little lower on is David Bell. But, I mean, if this run starts happening uh, a little bit quicker – uh, maybe we would we could see David Bell. I mean, mid second round. I'm not a big yeah. David Bell guy. I, I don't think, think anybody his, is. <laughs> well, I, I think his lack lack of quick quickness and speed um, concerns me about his ability to get separation at the next level. Um, but I mean, he was consistent. I mean, he was able to do uh, that in college despite um, all that. So I, I think. It'll be interesting. I, I think he's technically sound. It's just lacking physical ability in the speed and quickness department. Um, but, you know, really we'll quick, just him. because, I mean, you basically summed up David Bell. Can we just go around and give our predictions as to when he will be drafted before it actually, you know, goes or comes to fruition, you know? Uh, late second, early third. All right, Matt, what you got? I think he's a, he's a third round guy. Really? Okay, I'm going to say mid to late second. Yeah. Uh, Just, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, But, I mean, moving to the flip side of this, um, to the flip side of the ball, cornerback, the cornerback position is really interesting uh, because I think we, at least in the eyes of the public, there are two top guys. Uh, But then in the second and third round, second, third, fourth round, we kind of have these guys that have ha, haven't really put up like this amazing game tape, uh, but have the physical profile with the height and the weight and the speed to um to really get drafted high. Um, again, like a guy a guy that I've been high on before the draft even started, Tyreek Woolen. I mean, he he's six four. He ran a I think he ran like a four three a four four at the combine and teams are going to uh, really value that. And, and I know there's another guy uh, Matt likes out of Sam Houston state uh, that is, is kind of in the same vein as uh, Tyreek. Well, do you want to talk a little more about uh, him? Matt? Yeah. Zion McCollum is just a freaky athlete. He's just, <laughs> he's a freak on the football field. And I think it's just, he tested 10 out of 10 on the RAV score, so number one at corner. And he he comes in with, like, when you watch the combine, you know, you, you watch those little parts, the, the flip of the hips. You know, he he is fluid in movements. And, and I've seen very limited film because Sam Houston State, it's hard to get <laughs> stuff on. But, like, when he's he jams guys at the line, he's strong. He just, he lacks what to do with his hands at the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, if, if you put him in an off-man scheme or you put him in, in a zone scheme, he's going to thrive. He's just not a Sauce Gardner or Derek Singley press man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press you at the line, and I'm going to beat you there, and you're done for. 
So, I mean, but he has a very – he has a place in the NFL easily, and he's going to go a lot higher than people expect because of just he's a freak on the football field and he's going to make plays. He's one of those guys to me that will really sneak up on you. Um, he kind of flies under the radar a little bit in terms of, you know, uh, publicity. But, um, you know, Tariq Woolen is one of those guys that I just feel like, you know, whoever's going to get him is going to get that stud. Um, you know, like you guys said, he's a freak on the field. Um, and and honestly, I mean, you know, I've done a little bit of research given the fact that Chicago's secondary is pretty lacking. Um, but, you know, he's one of those guys that I definitely wouldn't mind having in, like, say, the second round. But I would not be surprised if he goes late first, early second, um, you know, like you guys said. And as for Zion, real quick, too, um, again, Matt kind of pointed out the kind of athlete he is, too. But I think it's important to note um, that, I mean, he is a smart guy. And I, and I think his senior year at Sam Houston State, um, he was also voted as a captain. So not only does he have this physical upside that uh, me and Matt touched on, he also has kind of the smarts and the leadership um, as well, and I don't know much about his intangibles, but from the from the outside perspective, as a guy who was a captain, it kind of looks that he also has that as well. Um, and then for me, two kind of uh, sleeper guys um, that I kind of really like is Joshua Williams. Um, I'm gonna butch. I, I think Fayetteville. I think is how you pronounce it. A really small college, um, but I, I like him. He's kind of in the same vein as a Tyreek Williams, Zion McCollum. When it comes to, to size, um, I, I don't know what he tested for the 40 because he wasn't at the combine, I don't think. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I, I think I missed him if he was. But uh, he, he, he's tall. He's 6'3". But, again, his concern is he played at Fayetteville or whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, and then another guy that I'm kind of I wouldn't say concerned, but kind of confused as to why he's not getting more hype is Jalen Armour Davis out of Alabama. He's, I mean, we've seen, uh, I mean, these Alabama guys go off the board like that in Patrick Sertans and Marlon Humphreys a few years ago. And Jalen Armour Davis put up a, I mean, he, I wouldn't say clamps, but he did a very, very good job at corner. And he just, I don't think he's getting talked about. I think right now he's probably going to go in the, late third, early fourth, fifth range. Um, and I think any team that can get him in the fourth round is going to get an absolute steal. I, I think this guy can be can be really good. Um, but I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm sure you two can. I kind of have a type with a Melifanu last year when, with the tall guy, with Tyreek Woolen, with Zion. Uh, so I, I kind of have a type when it comes to cornerbacks. But um, I'm just um, a little shocked uh, Armour Davis isn't getting as much uh, kind of hype as as he is, um, but I don't know how much you you guys know about Armor Davis or uh, Joshua Williams. Matt probably does. I I can't say I I have done a lot of research on him, <laughs> um, but you know, Matt, you could probably hint on that. I mean, I, I mean, you you don't have to hear much about him to know that they're. they're... I mean, when, when Ben talks about a corner, I know big, long, physical. <laughs> That's what it is. And, and these guys, again, just just fit the bill. And, yeah, Joshua Williams was at the Combine. I remember seeing him. I think he okay. ran um, he ran like low 4-5. So, I mean, like just a, a basic 
basic speed, but it, it's just being uh, touching on Armor Davis. I mean, playing SEC competition every week. I think that that I have value in that. I, I don't know about. I, I think yes. you guys have value in that too. Um, is that like going against those those great players time in time out? You know, I, I think it has value and and it adds meaningful reps on tape. You know, when say he say there was a clip like the the Derek Stingley and Jamar Chase. Say there was a clip of him getting Devonte Devonte Smith last year during the Heisman season. Imagine that popped off. You know that that would really get a stock going but but yeah i i value the same traits you do in in corner ben and and i i understand it yeah um i mean any more cornerbacks you guys sleepers guys you guys are a little bit higher on uh than the rest not necessarily i mean i guess kair elam is one of those guys that i'd like to kind of just note like, Hey, I kind of like this guy. I mean, we don't necessarily have to dive in too deep um, except for the fact that, I mean, he's a ball Hawk and I like him, but I mean, other than that, yeah. unless you guys want to touch on him a little bit, but you know, for, the, uh, for those who don't oh, go for my, it. I, I, I don't know if you're talking about Kyrie Elam, but uh, one, one that I'm, I'm valuing is corner of the year, Kobe Bryant. I mean, that, I that's like someone too. who is, who is slowly, dipped down i mean like he got more action than sauce but um like i i think he he again shows those traits that sauce had you know just he's he's not as big he's not as fast there's a reason he's second rounder but he's fast enough strong enough and and at and and values that that press man that him and sauce both mastered at cincinnati you saw this year yeah, I mean, he won cornerback of the year for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So um, for Elam, real quick, cornerback, uh, went to Florida. Um, a- again, you value the SEC competition that he played. Uh, and for him, it's more of traits. I'm pretty sure he's 6'2". He's lengthy. Um, his consistency is kind of a concern. How, uh, you know, one game he can go between, like, locking somebody down and putting clamps on him. Um, and then turn around and have some random dude you've never heard before put up 150 yards or two touchdowns on. Um, so, I mean, if you can go somewhere and, and learn how to be consistent, uh, again, I mean, look at a team, suppose the the Bills, where you can learn uh, from a guy like uh, Trey White and stuff. Uh, I, th- I think he could he could definitely make a name for himself. Okay. And then, um, uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're good to move on to the next segment. Yeah. Uh, as for the other position back there um, in in the secondary for safety, there's one guy um, I'm really high on. There's not a lot of people talking about him, and it drives me crazy. Um, he's a safety from Baylor, but it's not the safety from Baylor that you think. Um, it, I think Jalen Petrie is fine. But uh, JT Woods, I mean, this dude's projected to go in like – the fourth or fifth round, and he absolutely should not. <laughs> he should be going way higher. He has the ball production. He's long. He's lengthy. Um, I mean, really, his only concern is, like, his physicality. And, and um, you know, you have questions about his physicality um, kind of at the catch point. But I'm not too worried about it. The dude, I think, had six interceptions or something this year, five or six. So, obviously, the dude's doing something right. Um his again, his run defense is a little iffy, so I, I think it really depends on 
on where you're playing him and if he is your last line of defense against a run game, uh, you're kind of putting him in a situation probably not the best for you or your team um, or him or your team. But, I, I mean, if you have this dude, I mean, back at safety, I mean, literally flying from sideline to sideline, he has the track speed. Um, again, he's lengthy. He has the production. Um, I mean, again, if you have him back there, I, I think – you know, let him learn a little bit. And I think he could really be a, a boomer bust prospect. Um, I, I, I really like him. My, my comp for him is, is a Rasul Douglas, but at safety uh, and a little bit faster. It's a weird, it's a weird comp, but I mean, we saw with Rasul Douglas dude's long, he's a ball hawk. He gets interceptions. That's who JT Woods is. I think he can, you stick it back there. He's just a faster Rasul Douglas at safety. Okay. Matt, you got anything to touch on before we move on a little bit farther? I guess just to touch on JT Woods. I, I mean, he's, again, fits the bill. Long, physical. <laughs> or, or, well, long, but not physical. Long, yeah. um, I think he's just he, – he is a true center fielder, um, and I think that's that's his only value. I think that's why – He's really like falling. You know, he is a free safety. That is that is what he is going to be. Um, and I think he's he at times could be a liability in the run game. And and I think that's that's probably why his his stock isn't as high as it can be. And, and looking around at all those Baylor DBs, you know, Kalon Barnes, of course, running that super fast forty. Um, Jalen Petrie again running fast. So I mean, his his speed isn't you know, standing out next to these guys. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think he, he's where he's being mocked, I think is, is fair. All right. any, uh, and any safeties you guys, uh, real quick, I think Nick Cross, uh, safety out of Maryland is an interesting name. I think he's literally just on Darnell Savage light. Uh, but any, any other safeties real quick before we move on to the weird quarterback prospect I like? All right. Um, <laughs> so I uh, just real quick to run through it. One guy I, I mentioned at the combine, uh, the guy I really liked. Again, he's this guy should not be taken before <laughs> round six. I think he's a seventh round developmental guy, priority free agent. Uh, but it's quarterback Cole Kelly out of <laughs> Southeastern Louisiana University. Uh, he's he's your he's a prototypical big six seven with a huge arm um he he transferred from arkansas state i i don't know if that or he transferred from arkansas um i don't know what what the situation there was but i mean he obviously lit it up as he should in southeastern louisiana he won kind of like the heisman of that division um and again i, I think he, he can kind of learn behind somebody he could be a really good uh ball slinging um backup um obviously these guys i mean you can't ever say that these guys are gonna be great if you're drafting the seventh round but i mean again you go go for traits at that point and he has the size and the arm for it yeah so, yeah um i mean i don't know matt what do you what do you have for that one i i've known ben i've known ben's been on this guy since the combine <laughs> um i mean like it, it, they're I think you could maybe make a make a case there's value in him and if if he goes undrafted I think there's value I'm not 
I'm not sitting here saying I'm I'm gonna draft him to be you know he's he's the next Tom Brady. I mean he's gonna go 199th <laughs> overall. But like um, I don't know. I I see the value in him. He's you know he's tall. He can throw the ball a mile, and and that's you know he has issues as every seventh round quarterback does. Yeah, definitely exactly. project. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any, 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 real quick, any late round quarterback prospects for anybody? Not that I, not that I can think of. No. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, and then the last guy, and kind of as a class, as a point, I want to kind of make as a whole, but uh, a guy that I've kind of caught on, uh, kind of really late. Um, and I, I kind of not in the business of shouting out people on the podcast. Uh, but if you guys haven't watched Brett Coleman, he's he's a kind of film creator on YouTube, and he does he he does draft and stuff, and uh, he he covers that, and he's he's pretty well known. Um, he kind of released his own line rankings, and I thought it was really interesting, so I did a little bit more digging into him. Um, but there is an offensive tackle. His name is uh, Zach Tom, um, and I think this guy could go could go higher than what people think. I mean, if this guy sneaks in to the second round, I would not be at all surprised. I mean, he's literally like, <laughs> he is, uh, he, he's, he's Charles cross light. I mean, he's the pass protecting guy. He's a little bit smaller. So it concerns you a little bit, uh, but he has quick feet and has a really good punch, uh, first punch. So he can really move people again. He's literally just a Nick cross light. So if you, or uh, Charles Cross Light. So if you like Charles Cross in uh, the first round, I mean, I don't think you should be scared to draft this guy in late day two uh, or late uh, round two or early round three. Um, but kind of as a point for this offensive line class, I, I don't think this offensive – and it happens all the time. I don't think this offensive line class is going to go anywhere near as what we project it to be. I think – very clearly, it's Evan Neal, Icky, and Cross. Um, and then kind of a step back, it's uh, Penning and Ryman and everything like that. Uh, throw Smith in there. But I, I don't think these linemen are going to come off the board the way we think. I think it'll be really interesting to um, kind of see how these guys come off the board because I think it would like really shock some people how, how early some guys go, how later other guys go, and – and some names that we kind of don't know might sneak into spots that we'd be shocked. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, my biggest concern is just the Bears find somebody that can fill the hole. Um, I mean, we all saw how how bad the Bears' offensive line was, so it's obviously a need. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, like, the Bears could potentially trade back to get more of these guys um, to fill more holes at once. They've made it a, a, a clear thing that they're going to rebuild kind of through the draft as well. Um, so you saying that the offensive line prospects aren't necessarily um, extremely high or like it shouldn't be as, you know, almost like overrated is how I read it. Um, no, I, I just meant like I, I don't think they're going to come off the order that we we project them to. I, I think the media has a very specific order on how we think these guys are coming off the board. And again, it has nothing to do with how bad these guys are. Um, I just think that the order that they're going to come off the board is not what we think as kind of the media as a whole. 
I don't think these uh, prospects are going to come off the way that we think they are. It has nothing to do with their talent. I think the talent's fine. Again, I think the top tier guys are good. I think this is kind of the meat and potatoes of the draft. I actually really like mm. this line class. I just don't think it's going to be the order that we think. Okay. Well, that's that's more fair then. Um, you know, in, in terms of that, though, I, I can see Chicago drafting, you know, an offensive lineman with that first second round pick. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily too um, familiar with who can be available then uh, just because, I mean, every year there's going to be somebody that falls a little bit farther than they should have. Um, I mean, for example, um, the guy that Chicago drafted just this last year, I forget his name. Uh, it's on, I, Trent, Tevin Jenkins. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, he's, he was one of those players that's like, how did Chicago get him in the second round? Like that's huge. Um, you know, so there's, there's bound to be that guy in the draft, but it's all just a matter of who. Um, and I think, you know, maybe not Chicago specifically, but, um, a team should probably luck out on an offensive lineman in the second round Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be there. Um, so, you know, cause I mean, look at our mock drafts, if you haven't already, I mean, you'll, you'll see, we've put a lot of different players in, in positions that we're like, Oh crap, we kind of forgot about him. So it's like one player's bound to fall and it's not based off of our mock draft, but just strictly just how, how the pieces fall. Um, Matt, what's your opinion on the offensive line? Um, a guy I like is, is out of Tulsa, Tyler Smith. Um, he's he's mm-hmm. one who has risen up boards. Like I remember, he uh, Daniel Jeremiah was one of the first guys on him, and then sent him back down. I don't understand why. I think uh, you know he's a, he's a twenty one year old um, at a small school, and he just he oozes the potential, you know, to be to be a great guy. He has really good size, um, and he just has great intangibles. Good with his hands, good feet. Um, just, just basic things. And I, I think because he's that young, you, you can get a real chance to mold him. And, um, you know, another guy I like is Jamari Slater out of, um, Georgia as an interior, like just starting day one, I think there's very, very good value in him for it, for a team to get him in, you know, a day two kind of scenario where, Hey, I need a plug and play guard. You know, I think the team that I circle is, um, the, uh, the bucks, you know, I think they could easily take a guard in day two and, and not use, use a, a premium pick in the first round on a guard and, and get Slater in the second and really have him mold out their offensive line. But yeah, those are two guys I, I like to touch on. Yeah, uh, to just kind of wrap a bow on the end of this before we move on to the next segment. Um, realistically, I think a lot of these, um, and, and Jamari is one of them, I think a lot of the, the tackles that are kind of coming into this are probably going to end up uh, kind of converting to guard because he did play tackle in college. Uh, he projects better as a guard. And I think uh, that's probably where a lot of these guards are going to come from from this draft are uh, converts to uh, from tackle to guard. Uh, but I mean, hot take time, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Oh, so Ben, you said that you uh, you had some bold takes for us this week, and you know how how we always do it. We don't necessarily share it with everybody. Uh, so you're getting our raw reactions. If you guys are new around here, um, Ben, 
I want to I want to start off and and you know I I'm not expecting Matt to necessarily have them just because he's a guest. If he has some bold takes, I'd I'd love to hear him. Um, but Ben, I'm kind of banking off of you this week. Um, had a lot to do this week, so uh, I I personally don't have at least too many bold takes. Um, but Ben, I know you have some, so why don't you start us off? Yeah, nice because I have like five uh, for All you right. guys. Um, I definitely could have had. I definitely could have had more, um, but I, I think I kind of stopped at five. Um, so we're going to start it off pretty simple. I, I don't really know how bold this is, uh, but I think the Panthers are not staying at six. I think the Panthers are trading out. Um, the only reason the Panthers are there at six is for an offensive lineman, and I don't think any of the top three guys are going to be there. So Panthers are not going to be picking at six. Um, as much as it pains me, I think Booth uh, – is going over McDuffie. Um, I think Burks is going to fall out of the first round. Uh, yeah, Traylon Burks. I think he's. I think he's going out of the first round. Um, I think this is. A... It's all good. So, for those of you that don't know, um, Ben is on a college campus right now. So, uh, you know, next week it will be a little bit different. Um, but he's got he's got a couple things that are going on in the background that should totally just be um, noted, but not necessarily hated on. So, we're, we we fully understand the situation, but continue. Um, I think a pick that literally nobody has been making, but I, I absolutely love it. Um, I think penning to the Ravens at 14, I think it's really, really high for him, but I think that is a pick nobody is talking about, and it's a pick we could absolutely see. And then the last one, um, I don't think Kenny Pickett is going in the first round. All right, Matt, do you want to uh, do you want to choose, or do you want me to choose as far as what bold take we can discuss? You know which one it is. You know which one it is. My, my cornerback one... Trent McDuffie. Um, I think I I here's the thing. It's it's all about value. It's all about what what do you value and and if you value that um the man coverage ability of Andrew Booth over Trent McDuffie, I think that's you. But I'm I'm gonna value Trent McDuffie's um you know athletics a lot higher like in and, and that's the thing I think Trent McDuffie's floor is great slot cornerback and his yep. his ceiling is you know I'm gonna it could be a top five to ten corner it within a few years just because of how instinctual he is how smart teams have said he is and he just he's you know the best corner in the draft to me uh, yeah, uh, I again, I I personally wouldn't take Booth over uh, White, um, but I I think and this is this is really stupid, and I don't think they should. But I think teams really value the the size, uh, which is really weird because Booth is only like an inch and a half taller, but nobody's talking about that. But um, everybody is talking about how. Uh, McDuffie is short and everything, but I mean, at, at his high highest peak, dude could have absolutely uh, for Trent uh, McDuffie, dude. 
I think we could see a Jair Alexander or a Trey White out of him. Um, and, and I think these guys should go to show that the size doesn't matter, but for some reason teams do consistently insist that size matters at cornerback, even after guys like Jair and Trey White come out. Um, and again, I think teams just value the size of Booth over Trent, and that's why I think he um, gets picked before him. But I think they'd be stupid because, again, I think his ceiling is a Jair Alexander Trey White. All I want to say is I'm pretty positive I've made this move before in our mock drafts. You have. Um, so if it happens, it happens, and I called it, and thank you. Anyway, um, I, I guess I have – my bold take, if you guys are ready to move on, um, unless Matt has any closing statements on that one. Um, but if not, I I have mine. Uh, that's kind of like Ben's uh, quarterback game that we play. Um, okay. And, and I guess we can just discuss it afterwards. But um, are you guys ready to to play, or do you guys have any any other closing statements? Sure. Let's go. Um, real quick, as for Traylon Burks, um, I'm even like slowly sour, sh- souring on him. Um, obviously he has the size and speed, um, but I have his I have concerns about his ability to play on the outside. Pretty much, he's he pretty much only strictly played in the slot at Arkansas, um, and his ability to create separation is concerning because i mean i mean if you look at him a lot of his big plays um come from him like receiving the ball in the open field and going which is really awesome Mm -hmm. um but his ability to actually gain separation uh down the field as a outside wide receiver still uh kind of concerns me a little bit and i don't know if uh his ability to do that the next level and i think he might only strictly be a big slot because um Again, I, I don't know how his ability to create separation on the outside uh, can actually happen. So I'm, I'm kind of slowly falling to the consensus on him as well. All right, let's uh, let's move on. I'm excited. I, I have it. I have it pulled up. Um, so the game, right? And and by the way, Aiden Colson has popped in the chat saying that he's hey, late. Hey, hey. He said he's sorry. He has to cover people's shifts. Totally okay, man. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Unbelievable. So, without further ado, though... Um, hold on, hold on. Actually, since he's in here, I want to ask him a question. Aiden, uh, we went over wide receivers um, earlier. You completely missed it. I was kind of really hoping you were going to be there for it. Um, is, there an, is there a wide receiver that you think that the Packers should take in the first round? There's a couple guys we mentioned, like Chris Olave. I think that's his... That's, like, the farthest he's going to fall. We mentioned a guy like uh pickens so just uh real quick as we're doing this game i'd like to hear what your opinion is but uh ryan sorry for cutting you off there yeah no 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 you're good and i will totally post um aiden's comment in you know once we get it once we pull it up um but as for my game um we are going to be kind of naming off teams that are super bowl contenders standing right now before the draft um, before I make my point, so are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you guys a team, and I'll just need a yes or a no from both of you, and then we can either debate it in this on the spot or whatever. Um, but all right, we're gonna go ahead and go. So, um, starting off, the Packers. 
Do you guys uh, think no. that there's no? Okay. No. At this moment, no. All right. The Vikings. No. No. Lions. No. No. Bears. No. No. Cowboys. No. Yes. Really? Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, Commanders. No. no. Eagles. No. No. Giants. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, Saints. No. no. Falcons. No. No. Bucks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Panthers. No. No. Seahawks. No. No. Rams. Yes. Yeah. 49ers. No. Yes. No. Cardinals. No. No. All right. And now for the AFC. Ravens. No. 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 Steelers. No. No. Come on, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Uh, Browns. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Bengals. No. No. All right. Uh, the <laughs> Dolphins. No. No. Uh, Aiden, we'll get to your comment after after we're done with the teams. Uh, Patriots. No. No. Jets. No. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bills. Yes. Texans. No. Jaguars. No. No. Just skip this division, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm just. I. I. Okay. All right. So Colts and Titans are a no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chargers. Yes. Yes. Broncos. Yes. Yes. Raiders. Yes. No. Uh, Chiefs. Yes. yes. All right. So my point was that there. <laughs> that division stacked as hell. <laughs> not just the division, but I think the AFC as a whole is stacked. Yeah. I think, and the fact is, is that there isn't a clear Super Bowl contender for the NFC, and I don't think that there's any chance that next season the NFC wins a Super Bowl in general. I don't think that any team that you guys have listed for the NFC, whether that was the, uh, okay, so one of you guys said the Commanders, uh, I think, right? No? You said no? Okay, I don't know why I wrote that down. said the Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowboys, yep. Okay, so Cowboys... Um, Bucks, 49ers, and Rams. Uh, so despite how stacked the Rams are, I'm seriously just not sold on them for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but they're not Super Bowl contenders in my eyes. Uh, for the Buccaneers, look, Tom Brady's great and everything, but there's no way he's beating the Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. I mean, just in that division, you can argue the Browns. Sorry, no. Um, you know, you have the 49ers and it's like, yes, I guess standing put with Debo. No, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not happening, especially in Trey Lance's first year. I'm ba- well, that's, saying, what, that's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on Trey Lance. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think Trey Lance has the upside and potential with a play caller like Kyle Shanahan again. And this is as the team right now, as the team right now, they have Debo. Um, yeah. Obviously, it completely changes. They don't have Debo. Uh, but I, I think Trey Lance can really develop. Um, 
I think his odds, like his odds for MVP is like stupid. Uh, it's like really, really high as it should. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like tempted to put like five dollars down just on that. Because yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben, do you want to refresh us on what that question was before we go to Aiden's comment? Uh, Tebow. Uh, your uh, your question? No, your question to Aiden before we went to bold. Tennis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I asked Aiden uh, again. People who don't know Aiden, by the way, uh, we went to high school with him. We played football. Um, at one point in time, uh, we were very, very close. I would consider him my mentor at one point in time. Uh, I definitely confided him for a lot of different things. Uh, so uh, we were we were pretty close at, at one point. I don't even think he's in here to hear this right now. Um, <laughs> Uh, but anyways, that's besides the point. We at, he's a Green Bay Packers fan. We asked him what he thought uh, or what he would want um, with the Packers pick. He said Chris Olave. No shocker there. And again, like we've aforementioned beforehand. Um, oh, he isn't. Um, to, to read him to read the the viewers or listeners the comment. Aiden says, "Gonna have to go with Alave. He's a great route runner and can get separation when needed. Do I think he'll drop to us? I'm pretty sure he will if the Chiefs decide to pass on him. I think it would be a great fit to put him with the best quarterback in the league." And then he said, "Debo to Green Bay," and then he verified that he was in chat, and then he also <laughs> said, "Much love, much love to Ben's comment." So, yeah. Oh, I um, hate I hate a lobby that, to Green Bay. That that's if that, that's me. if he's there. I don't even know. Again, like I it, it, I'm sure Matt, you you can attest to this. I think there's a very very real chance that if he's even on the board by the time the Saints pick, that he goes to the Saints. I mean, his fit in the Saints offense would be just I mean immaculate. Um, I really think I have a hunch that he's going to be a Saint. But okay. Matt, you have uh, any input on that before I, I, I ask Aiden the question? I I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, it's just it's it's better than worst case scenario, you know. <laughs> that, that's really just that's my mindset going into the draft right now. Worst case, scenario, worst case scenario is trading up for for any any quarterback in this this draft. That's that's worst case scenario. Anything other than that, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretty happy with. Verifying further verifying the con or the uh, earlier comment that we made, Aiden said, You also never know because the Packers haven't picked a wide receiver in the first round since 2002. Uh, thanks for letting me rub that in just a little bit. No, um, really quick, I've I don't know how many episodes you've listened to or you know how caught up you are. Um, but you know, as far as my question to the viewer, which is also one of the things that I was really looking forward to for this episode alone is being able to interact with people that listen, um, Aiden, what is your point of view and and your take on Jahan Dotson? Um, and you know, what do you think about him being a future Packer in my eyes? Cause to me, it's set in stone, write it down stamp it right out the draft card because he's falling to the Packers. I wouldn't call it falling. If the Packers reached on him, if if the Packers drafted Jahan Dotson, it would not be Jahan Dotson falling to the Packers. It would be the Packers reaching heavily on Jahan Dotson. There are so many better wide receivers 
I would much, much rather have than Jahan Dotson. And there's a Chris Olave, there's uh there's Pickens, there's Sky Moore, uh, I mean there's like uh, Traylon Burks. If if they pick Jahan Dotson, I like they should be sued for negligence. Okay. If, if those guys <laughs> are still on the board, I'm sorry. Jahan Dotson is just Jahan Dotson's a fine player. He fits the scheme fine, but he's just not better than the guys I just named. It I'm be, telling you right oof, now, mm. it'll be a result of the run that the wide receivers will go on for the first round. By no means am I saying that Jahan Dotson is my wide receiver one for this draft. I'm just letting you know, as far as I think the second draft pick that the Packers are going to have, that's what they're going to use on Jahan Dotson. I am not sold on the idea that the Packers are going to be using the first first round pick that they have on a wide receiver. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm more so just thinking that it's going to be more so like a like a pass rusher, um, you know, or an offensive lineman to to try and help protect Aaron. I think it'd be terrible. There we go. All right. So Aiden responded to my question saying, I think it would be a terrible mistake doing that. I have never really been impressed with his play. And like Ben said, there are plenty of wide receivers that are better than him. The only thing keeping him alive was the combine. Yeah. I'm I'm sold on him being a Packer. That's it. <laughs> I, I I really I, I truly think uh in Aiden, I'd love to hear it before we move on. Uh kind of get this show on, on the wraps. Um I think you guys should <laughs> You guys should draft uh, like Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or something. That's his first <laughs> round pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, trade yeah, Jordan Love away. Hey, I mean, your, I mean, if you, if you can just piss off Aaron even more and he keeps <laughs> continuing this play, I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as, as far as the uh, offseason meetings go, it just had to go like this, right? So Aaron's like, "Look, I'll sign an extension with you guys to make me a really, really rich man, but." I want you guys to use a future first round pick on a quarterback to give me the spotlight again because God did I love it for so long. Yeah, oh yeah. That's 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 probably what happened behind the scenes. Ooh, um, a little bold taken by the viewer himself. Love will yeah, be traded no, by draft day. I I would much rather have love than there there are two or three guys in this draft that I like above love and then everything else. I yeah. No, I, I I would agree. I think if I'm in the quarterback market, it's going to be cheaper for me to trade for Jordan Love than it would for me to get somebody um, to to draft somebody. That being said, uh, Matt, I kind of like to see your opinion on this. Um, there's kind of a fit when it comes to quarterback that nobody is talking about, but I absolutely love. Um, I think Carson Strong to the Bucks in like the third round would be amazing. That's insane. I was just thinking about that just the other day. I just thought about it because I think it's they yeah, they gambled <laughs> a big a lot of capital on Kyle Trask last year. Um mm-hmm. in the back half of the second. But like I was just thinking about it. Um I think it I think he fits fits the bill for um for a Byron Leftwich scheme. You know, I think he is, you know, he's probably the best passer <laughs> of this draft, you know, but it's just, you just look at um, the, uh, you just look at the, uh, um, show us the hands. No. Yeah. What, what we're laughing about is Aiden has commented, Matt, or Matt's just mad that the Saints are picking Mr. Small hands. Not the hands, no. We, 
this is this is basically just turning into a conversation between us and Aiden. Uh, but Aiden, it's funny that you say that because we were all at the combine and we saw Kenny Pickett, and Matt kept on screaming at Kenny Pickett about his small hands. So I it showed perfectly time. I am a Kenny Pickett heckler. Well, I Show mean, us the hands, Pickett. I, I, it's just it's what uh, it is. What it is. Anyways, but like, Carson, but Carson, Carson Strong. Strong uh, yeah. Carson Strong. I think, like, watching him this year, he like oh, yes. if 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 we were yes. at halfway point of the college season, I he was Our my QB one. He's mm-hmm. my QB one, and and you just like slowly him. see that knee go down, and when the knee got worse, he got worse. But like yeah. like you said, I think he's clearly the best passer in this draft, and I think it's just who's going to gamble on the knee, who's who's gonna who's gonna gamble on the knee, and and that's and I think the Bucks have the the possibility too. I think they have yeah. the um the best the best chance of like if it doesn't succeed. That's okay, you know. Just move yeah. on, move on. Again, yeah, commented, a... gonna be a heckler for at least four more years. Yeah, because the Saints <laughs> nice. are gonna draft him, make it five. Um, but yeah, again, he can sit behind Tom Brady. He can let his knee, he can let his knee heal. He can learn, and like I've told you guys off air, I, I don't think it's particularly close. Carson Strong is the best thrower of any quarterback. He is. His arm is literally – you could argue it's better than Malik Willis, but at least it's up there with Malik Willis. Um, and, again, he, he he's very accurate at some point. I, th- I think he was on like 70% on uh, balls across the line of scrimmage, which is like super, super high. I mean, that's what like Drew Brees was throwing when he had his like all-time seasons. Uh, I mean, he's the best thrower. He just needs to find a place where he can kind of like rehab and doesn't have to be the guy right away. So. Yeah, well, guys, I think uh, I think it's time to move on to our last segment of the day. Um, this was a long, fun broadcast. Uh, but speaking of long and fun broadcasts, we got one coming up next weekend or next week, uh, Thursday. Just wanting to remind you guys, um, you know, I, I think that um, you know it'll be interesting to have a few people in here like Aiden, like Aiden, and Kyle yeah. that were that were in here earlier, um, or that was in here earlier, and uh, several more guests and stuff. I don't want to reveal too much, um, but uh, without further ado, we are going to move on to Gridiron Goofs, um, which, by the way, um, you know. Ben, we, we normally go, you know, we, we kind of try to even it out as far as ideas go, and I'll have to credit you on this one. This one was a good idea. Um, one that Perfect. I – yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, guys, the, the NBA playoffs have arrived. Um, you know, Ben and I are, are heat, and then the, the Sixers are doing phenomenal right now. Uh, 2-0 series lead against our opponents. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I just want to say it's been, it's been a lot of fun watching the NBA playoffs, but that really inspired Ben to have the idea of what would happen if NBA players were drafted onto an NFL squad. So what we're doing is position by position drafts. Uh, we're not going to do like you know, ex- like depth posi- or depth positions or, you know, anything like that. Strictly what we are doing is um, wide receivers, quarterback, offensive line, and running back for offense. 
and then D-line, safety, corner, and then linebacker for defense. So with three of us, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, how it plays out um, because, you know, I think it's going to be a different story for, you know, what it would be if it was just uh, Ben and I. But, um, you know, we got a new comment. Uh, Has your guys' opinions changed on first quarterback drafted? Uh, yes, it, it'll yeah. be Malik Willis. Kenny Pickett will probably fall in the second round because if I'm drafting a quarterback that's day one ready, honestly, I think Desmond Ritter can offer day one. Like he's not as day one ready as Kenny Pickett is, but um, he could be. I, I think his ability to come in right away is is pretty close to Kenny Pickett's, uh, Desmond mm-hmm. Ritter's. Um, but I think Desmond Ritter also offers a higher potential. Um, I, if I'm taking a quarterback in the first round or the second round or early second round, I want the potential uh, for him to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. And Kenny Pickett just does not offer that. Right. And then uh, back to the NBA topic, yeah. Aiden said that he's going to the Bulls Bucks game for Sunday. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, as I always say, uh, let's move on to the draft. Um Guys, how do you guys want to figure out draft order? Because well, this will be fun. Matt can go first, and we can snake it. Uh, I I don't really care if you want to go let's, second. Let's say okay. Let's instead of snaking it, let's just go. Um, all right. Let's say let, let's do Matt, Ben, then me, and then Matt, Ben, me, Matt, then you know, okay. just like that. That way, you know, I I'll, I'm I'm okay with getting the short, you know, short end of the stick, but it's okay. Um, but Matt. Let's uh let's get you on the board here, man. You're you're on the clock. We should specify this is you can do all time. It, it's any player to have ever played in the game, um, and you don't have to go quarterback, wide receiver, O line, RB. You can do it in any yeah. position you want, and you can do any player you want. So. All right, Matt, what you got for us? Uh, with with the first pick in the NBA NFL draft, I pick quarterback Chris Paul. Oh, okay. Uh, that was I was thinking he was going to be a second quarterback taken, uh, but I'm not having my quarterback getting taken either. So we are taking Steve Nash. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> now, um, see, now, if we're thinking about this logically, I would just stay away from quarterback. I don't have to worry about taking a quarterback because nobody else is going to take a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's my thing. I, it's it's all a matter of who I would pick next. Um, looking at things right now, I I would say for offensive line. Um, nah, you know what? I'm gonna go defensive line here, and I'm gonna go with Joel Embiid for defensive line because I think that he can really get to the basket really well, and. <laughs> I think that with Joel Embiid getting to the basket and cutting through really well, I think that he can also cut through an offensive line and get to a quarterback really well. So give me Joel Embiid for D-line. All for that. All right. So, Matt, you are on the clock for your second round pick. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Akron star wide receiver LeBron James. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Um, All right. 
Well, I I don't want. I'm more concerned about this guy getting taken at other positions. So we're just gonna get him off. Uh, we're gonna do former teammate of Steve Nash. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna. We do Shaq. Shaq is gonna be my ah. uh, my O line. Okay, it's gonna be your safety. <laughs> oh, you guys just wait until my cornerback pick. My cornerback pick is gonna be amazing. <laughs> All right. So, oh man. Okay, so I'm 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 really trying to think of who can be. Uh... All right. You know what? I think. As far as a ball hawk goes, you need somebody that can jump up really high. Um, and I'm going to go Zach Levine for – I'm going to wow. put him at my corner position. Okay. And and call me crazy just because it's an all-time draft, but you know I, I always love watching that um, slam dunk competition. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with for my tight end. I'm gonna go Kevin Durant. At tight oh, end. Tight end. Wait, hold on a minute. Are we doing tight end? Yeah, we can do tight end. Yeah, let's. All right, cool. Come on, tight, tight end. end. Tight end is like the most NBA NFL position. Ever. It is. Well, it I is. agree, but Kevin Durant. I yeah. Okay. He's skinny. He's skinny. That's my concern. I um, like six it. eleven. This is a pick. This is a pick. Probably nobody would have thought of, but if you think about it, it makes complete sense. Because when I'm when I'm taking a cornerback, I want a feisty mf'er, okay. And when I think of that, my head automatically goes to Pat Bev. My cornerback is gonna be Patrick Beverly, baby. Mm. He put some clamps on somebody. Ah, okay. Um, for me. I'm going to go tight end next, and um, I am going to pick I, – I, I, it's another current player. Um, give me Draymond at tight end. I like that. Michigan State, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I like it. I, I mean, right. I'm going <laughs> to probably catch a lot of heat for this, but, you know, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm gonna go running back. Go running back. Running back, Russell Westbrook. Mm. I like that. Just an athlete. I like that. Um, I got my just, running back. I'm so excited. Yeah. To to appease the people, we'll go uh, D line, and what we'll, we'll do we'll do uh, Glenn. Big baby Glenn Davis, a D line. All right, for running back, I'm going Allen Iverson. Oh, I was really hoping you weren't going to do that. Just because, I mean, he's oh man, he can shake shake you. I mean, he'll break your ankles, man. You mm. watch it, and you give him the ball, he's going to get it there. So, I like. Oh man, I think he played running back in high school too. You might have to he, fact uh, he check played, me. He, he played quarter, quarterback. Quarterback? Okay. All right. I was going to say he was a running quarterback too, I think, as well. He I was. think he, he had a lot of rushing touchdowns. But, um, Matt, you're up. Um, on the D-line, 
I'm going to go Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Just, just tall, defensive guy. <laughs> All right, Ben. Uh, well, we're just going to pick just one of the most competitive guys to ever play the game. For I don't know if I want him at wide receiver or running back. We'll do running back because he's shifty. We're going to give me Kobe. Okay. Rip. Kobe's my RB. All right. I, I know who my quarterback's going to be, and but I just don't want to pick him right now. Um, <sighs> um, for wide receiver, you need somebody – that's also gonna jump high. I'm scared to scared to draft him though. I don't know if I want to do it just yet. Um, uh, no, I'm not gonna do it. Um, mm, I, dude, it's it's so hard doing this like off, you know. <laughs> Um, you know what? I, I know who I'm going for. Give me um what's his name? I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking of it. Uh give me, hold on a second. <laughs> what team do you play for? No, no, no. Hold on. I got this. Yep, there it is. Give me Dennis Rodman at linebacker. <laughs> oh, I like it. And I think I know who you're going with as your quarterback. So to spite you, I might take him just at another position to Tell you to F off. Oh, I forgot that that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Matt, I think you're up. All right. Um, If you do this to me, Ben, I swear to God, I'm smacking you next week. <laughs> oh, you I think I know exactly who you're. Um, <laughs> I could be wrong. Hopefully not. I'm going to go John Moran at safety. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one. Um, I think I it's important for people to remember that this is an all-time draft. So uh, at safety, I want a guy who can who who can see the field really well and, and can see everything that's going on. Then I'm going to smack um, you. And, and is athletic. And uh, I'm going with Magic as my safety. Oh, I don't okay. know if that's who you were thinking. That's a shame. No. I was really hoping. I, the only reason I picked Magic is to spite you. Um, no. But yeah. Anyways, it still works. Big, athletic, and can see the field really well. Magic is my safety. Um, you got to go with the number one guy for passing records when you when you pick your quarterback, and that's going to be John Stockton. Stockton. Yeah. I don't know how how he fell, but uh, yeah, give me Stockton. At quarterback, just because I don't want him to go to a different position. Also, I just found out. Uh, oh wait, wait, nope, never mind. Sorry, I wrote in Magic as my safety, so my defense is not set. Anyway, all right, continue. Matt, do um, do you want to add edge rusher? Just because yeah. we have an extra position on. I think that'd offense. Be cool. That'd be cool all right. Let's add. do it. Let's, we're adding edge. All right. So, all right, continue then. Um. Ooh, here's a fun one. Clay Thompson at corner. Oh, well. All right. He's good on um, the edge. I like it. Yeah. We uh. This guy has to come off the board at some point. I mean, this dude is NFL belt. Um, 
so we're we're gonna put a guy uh, who can play above the rim quite literally at my tight end position, uh, but we're picking Zion as my tight end. Mm. Heck yeah, I'm killing this draft, guys. I I like mine as well. Uh, I'm going I'm going uh, the goat at my wide receiver position. Um, and that's gonna be Michael Jordan. I like it. <gasps> Ain't no way. Okay. Matt? <laughs> Somebody's right. eager. Um, I'm going to go Scotty Pippen at my other corner spot. Oh, we were just doing, we're just doing like just like we're not doing. Yeah, we're doing only one, only one corner. Okay. 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 Um, then I'll put him at my edge rusher. Okay. Um, I don't know how this guy is still here, um, but my guy is going to carve you guys up playing outside wide receiver. Uh, we're doing the Greek freak at my wide receiver, baby. That's good. That's a good I don't pick. know how he is here. Oh, dude, I was going to pick him for my edge. Uh, um, I just need edge and linebacker now. Um... I'm really trying to think as far as an edge rusher goes. Cause I feel like offensive line. I mean, you guys both have offensive line picks, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. So, I do not. um, you don't Matt? No. Okay. Um, man, you know what? For edge rusher. I'm going Carl Malone. I was literally about to do that as my pick. (laughs) Eat it. Eat it. Anyway, Matt. (laughs) Um, This is our last pick, I think, right? Or second to last? Second to last. Second to last. I'm going to go for my O-line Yao Ming. I like that. Massive. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go with one of the biggest, most physical guys here to ever play the game uh, for my edge rusher. We're doing we're doing a good uh, KG here. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was my second. I, whatever. Kevin Garnett. I just have a linebacker left. This is going to be a tough decision, guys, but hmm. we'll figure it out. Who to pick? Um. All right, I'm going David Robinson for O line. That's a good one. And that's my team. I'm all done. Oh. I got one. I got a linebacker left. Me too. Wait, what do you not have? Wait. Wait, Ryan's done? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, we'll we'll recap no way it done. for those. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, we yeah, no, I still end. have my safety. I still have my safety. Safety, yeah. okay. Yeah, there okay. it is. My bad. Yeah, okay. I forgot I scribbled that one out. Okay, my bad. Um, Linebacker. I'm going to go Kawhi Leonard. I like that. Mm, the claw. No, I probably would have picked him for safety. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I like my team. 
This is tough. See, I for my linebacker, I need somebody who can who can communicate really, really well. Uh, he's not super athletic, so we're going like old school thumper vibes that can communicate the defense with my linebacker. Uh, we're, we're giving, we're putting some Jokic action here at linebacker. All right, you guys ready for my safety pick? So. As for my team, my quarterback is number one in all-time steals. Um, so I'm going with number two on that list for all-time steals, and that's going to be Jason Kidd at my safety spot. Oh, that's a good one. That's pretty good, yeah. All right. So I think we're all done, right? Yeah. All right. So, Matt, do you want to recap your team? Or Can I Can I change, can I yeah, change I can. my linebacker? I'm going to change <laughs> Who's your linebacker? Doing Aaron Gordon. Okay. All right. Who Jokic. was your linebacker? Jokic would run a five flat forty. Jokic. <laughs> Jokic was okay. Anyway, yeah. All right. So Matt, go ahead and recap your team. All right, my team: quarterback Chris Paul, running back Russell Westbrook, wide receiver LeBron James, tight end Kevin Durant. Offensive lineman, Yao Ming. That's my offense. And then defense, D-line, Hakeem Olajuwon. Linebacker, Kawhi Leonard. Edge rusher, Scottie Pippen. Corner, Clay Thompson. Safety, John Morant. All right, Ben? Uh, at quarterback, I uh, debatably the best passer to ever play the game, Steve Nash. Uh, wide receiver, Greek freak. Oh, my God. Uh, O-line, <laughs> That that that'd be crazy. Uh, O line just shacks. That that'd be really scary. Uh, running back we have Kobe and tight end we have Zion. For edge we have KG, uh, Kevin Garnett. Uh, for D line this is to appease the people. Probably wouldn't have taken this, but I'll have Aiden. So uh, Glenn Davis. For linebacker Aaron Gordon. Cornerback we have Pat Bev. And for safety we have Magic. All right, and then to end us off, um, for my quarterback, I had John Stockton. For my running back, I had Allen Iverson. For my wide receiver, I had Michael Jordan. For my tight end, I had Draymond Green. For my offensive line, I had David Robinson. For my D-line, I have Joel Embiid. For my safety, I have Jason Kidd. For my corner, I have Zach Levine. For my linebacker, I have Dennis Rodman. And then for my edge spot, I have Carl Malone. So, to end it off, ladies and gents, uh, the the two-hour and six-minute first broadcast that we have here on StreamYard, um, you know, thank you for, for to StreamYard for uh, helping us broadcast today. Um, if you guys are watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, go ahead and follow us on those socials as well, uh, just to kind of stay up to date with everything. Um, you know, special shout out to those on Facebook because those are majority of my family members. So, um, you guys might get a little extra something if you guys are on that page. Um, and then, yeah, so basically if we made it there, if you made it this far, we want to say thank you for listening all the way through. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the pigskin project. We have a lot of people scheduled for next week's show. Um, you know, just to put it out there, um, you know, we're really excited to have a bunch of you guys on. Thank you guys for the support, uh, thus far. Um, you know, we also have like, you know, the, the draft next week. So that's huge. 
Um, so make sure that you guys are subscribed and followed on all those platforms that I mentioned before. We'd like to give a thank you to Anchor.fm and Uppercuts Grooming for helping us promote our podcast. Uh, please leave a review down below as it helps us more than you know. Um, that's it for this week, except Ben has one more comment for you guys before we sign off. Uh, real quick, just in case you guys are listening, um, we are still putting out a mock draft this week. We just decided it'd be a lot better for us to, to kind of record it and then put it out. Um, and then this episode, just in case you guys aren't listening to it live, um, is also going to be out. It's recorded and it's going to be out as well on uh, the podcasting platforms that you guys are used to listening to it on. Uh, but yeah, and j- just in case you're live in the chat, again, there will be a mock draft episode that is uh, released tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. All right, so without further ado, so that's it. That's it for this week. Um, can't wait. Draft week. So we'll see you guys next week. We are signing off, and thank you guys again for listening to the Pigskin Project.